Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast. Join us as our host and fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden, discusses topics beneficial to businesses of all industries. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Big Ideas for Small Business. I'm normally the host. This is becoming too much of a common thing, Gordon. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over. Gordon Blocker is... Yeah. Uh, Thanks. I have, I have hijacked maybe my last podcast. We'll see. Um, but I, I, we're, we're, we're essentially co-hosts. We love to bat, bat it back and forth. Ham and eggs is one of my partners likes to call it. Uh, yeah, last last subject of today for the motive. You know, we've talked about the motive is a book. Pat actually said he wished it was his first book. And I would say if I challenge leaders to read books from his library, I would say read the motive first. I would say read the four obsessions of an extraordinary executive second. And then this is kind of fun. Even I've never thought about this. And then I might do five dysfunctions of a team. By the way, in the five dysfunctions of a team, Catherine Peterson, who's a fictitious, she's not based on any actual CEO, but I would say uh, she does everything in the motive really well and in a really creative fashion. So Pat's kind of consistent and even in that fable. But this last, um, you know, this last challenge of communicating and over communicating consistently with your people maps directly to discipline three from the advantage, which is to over communicate clarity. But I think he draws out the really personal side of this because over communicate clarity is a discipline for everybody in the organization. But for a leader specifically, they have to stay on their message. So let's talk about a couple examples. One of the one of the most famous ones of this is Alan Mulally, who's a close friend of Pat's and a great, great case study. If you've ever uh, want to read up on him, it's called The American Icon. Alan Mulally showed up uh, in 2006 in the Ford Motor Company and said, you know, we need to do four things. We need to... Um, restructure our contracts. They were making too many cars. And two, I'm not going to get these in the right order. Two, but it's a good study because he was so consistent with, with us. I, I remember them. Two, they need to innovate. Three, they need to, they need to completely restructure financially. They borrowed a lot of money way before the uh, financial crisis, which ended up being prophetic and brilliant for them. And and four, they need to build one Ford, one team. They own nine other brands. I can't, I can't remember all those brands, but it was like uh, Lincoln, Mazda, a lot of other brands. They sold all of them. I think all of them at a loss. What's interesting about that is he said, hey, every Thursday we're going to meet and we're going to talk about those four things. And we're going to put them on the wall and we're going to put colors as to their status. And, and you know, thinking this is the Ford Motor Company. It can't be that simple. And, and right off the gate, one of his executives on the team, which by the way, he said to his team, I'm going to inherit this team. I'm not going to bring in all my executives. I'm not going to fire people. I'm going to, this is my team, the, the one he inherited. But, but he set some high rules and some standards. And one of his team members said, I, I don't, I'm not coming to that meeting. I don't, I don't have time for that meeting. I, I got other things to do. And he said, that's fine. You can, you can go do something else. It's just if you're going to stay here on this team, you got to be at that meeting. And he resigned. Later, like a year later, or maybe two, someone said, hey, uh, are we going to do four new things? Are we going to do five other things? I mean, there's other stuff to do. And he just said, we're not done with these four. And he just stayed on that message. And it, what's so interesting is that while it seems redundant, it actually just kept them consistent. And they weren't ever confused, right? Um, so, Tim, it begs the question, why is it so painful for a leader to communicate and over-communicate just what does it cost? Per, otherwise, we would do it, right? If it wasn't painful, if it wasn't frustrating, but just being honest as a human being, 
what is frustrating and hard about the responsibility to over communicate to your people? For for me, Gordon, I think I think I've got uh, to be completely honest and vulnerable at the same time. Uh, I feel like that's not. I feel like I have better things to do. I feel like I've got more things that are pressing to get done. But if you really think about it, that is the most important thing. Is mm-hmm. is 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 you know just continuing to remind the team, not instruct the team, but right. remind the team of things. People because, need to be reminded. Yeah, and it is amazing, um, Gordon. One example, you know that I'm working on this. Is you know we had an offsite with you recently, and you said, Tim, if you went out on the floor and you asked your team, "What's your purpose?" How many people are gonna get it right? Mm-hmm. And Gordon, I've asked probably close to 50 people now. Right. Roughly, uh, probably 30% of the team yeah. knows our purpose. Hey, right. everybody's got T-shirts that's got it written on the back of it. There were people, <laughs> there were people that I asked. I had the T-shirt like, on. You're they like standing in front of a mirror, see if, you can, see if you can read it backwards in the mirror or something like yeah. that. They're like trying to reach around. Hey, buddy, yeah. what's written on my back? You know, it's funny, though. And just to be honest, because, you know, we're friends, so I can just call it. The reason they didn't know it is because you didn't do it. You didn't over-communicate. Yep. They, it's, 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 it's actually not their test. It's yours. You're right. It's a test of you. And, and, and when leaders don't over-communicate, don't expect people to know the answer to the mission statement or the purpose statement. And I, I guarantee you, even if they know the words, don't expect them to believe it. Yeah. Because yeah. when we don't over-communicate, when we don't consistently communicate, you know what the message we send is? I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Accidentally. And, hey, and, and for me, you know, one thing that I do, my, my role, people look at me, you know, with my owner hat on, my role, they look at me different than the, probably the way I look at myself. So one right. thing that I say to them is, hey, I got a question for you. I want to let you know, you're not in trouble. <laughs> You haven't done anything wrong. I just got a, I got a simple question. What is our purpose? And right. some people just go blank when I ask a question because I right. feel that here's the thing. I just need to continue to connect with the team and to remind them of those things. You know, we need to do a better job of getting that out for people to see, but just asking questions and they don't have to, they don't have to quote it word by word, you know, and Hey, our purpose for our listeners is we want our team members to thrive personally and professionally and when they do gordon then we want them to join us and help in our community but we want to thrive yeah then i asked you another hard question which would be okay how many people in the community have been impacted by someone at sergeant metal on purpose and you you know you're guessing at this point right you don't know but if we don't ask if we don't have the stories then um it's going to be a low number and it's because we'll say that purpose and we don't say anything else about it. And so we also say, I actually don't care. I want to make sure we produce products. I want to make sure we make money, but I'm not really concerned as to whether or not we impact our community by just yeah. saying nothing. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've been with Pat for 10 years and I, always, I, I literally reread his books myself. Uh, and, and every time I'm rereading them, I think about stories and examples. And, and here's just what I've observed in 10 years with teams who try to over-communicate and they fail. Here's the, here's the three traps I find. Number one is we just over-inform. We replace over-communication by over-informing. We send out lots of information. You know, Tim, your, your purpose statements, I think we counted one time just for fun. It's like 12, 13 words, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a two-page email. 
I, I worked with a leader one time. This would be a great test, by the way. I, a leader cast a vision and he sent out, it's a worldwide organization. Thousands of people got this, this, this uh, letter. And so I just went to the, one of the teams underneath him, like one of his, his subordinates and the team he led. And I said, Hey, everybody, the letter, you know, that the CEO sent out uh, last year, what do you remember from it? And they just wrote down a word, a phrase, an idea, a feeling, whatever it was. And then I had the leader take out a highlighter and highlight only those words in his three page letter. It wasn't that many words. Yeah. And that's all that was getting through. We send people too much information. The clarity and the message is crowded with too much stuff. But if I took out an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper at a meeting, we just talked about meetings, you know, Tim, it's like if I said, I want healthy conflict, it's four words, right? And if you just look at people and say, I want that, I need, you know, you're not in trouble, <laughs> right? Whatever it is, I want you to know the purpose. We, we can't do too much information. The second thing is, is that that clarity can change. So, you know, I've, I've always been honest with you. You have a perceiving preference on the Myers-Briggs. So do I. We're pretty spontaneous, which can be a fun thing. It can be a good thing, but can also be like, hey, Tim, what's really important right now? This next week. Hey, Tim, what's important right now? This other thing next week. Hey, Tim, what's important right now? Oh, this other thing, right? Are you tempted to shift your message just because you're just going where the wind blows sometimes? Absolutely. <laughs> and I've got to and that, can, that confuses people. And I, and I got to be very careful because you're right. It really confuses people. So, right. So, um, hey, years ago when I was a younger leader, I used to vomit information. Right. And, and, and now I try not to do that. I try to be very selective because here's the thing if you're a senior leader, you know, I'm blessed that I am, man, people are going to take what you are saying as the gospel and they're going exactly. to run with it. So, you know, um, it, I think we've got to be really aware of the words that we say and even That's how right. we say them because they are so important that people are, people are listening. And Gordon, something I've known a long time, but you really reminded me of this in the last uh, couple months is that just because I say something may not be what you hear. So exactly. every time I'm asking the question, so Gordon, if you and I have a conversation, you know, hey, Gordon, okay, I just, what did I just say to you? Right. And what's the message you're hearing? Yeah, what's the yeah, message? Because the message, you know, Pat talks about cascading messages, which are a combination of words, body language, tone, frequency. Everything is wrapped up into these consistent messages, which leads to this third trap I found, and that is there are competing messages happening at the same time. Pat calls them accidental values, unwritten rules. Like you could say, hey, Gordon, I really want a lot of conflict, but don't, you know, but then everyone's smiling and everyone's too nice to each other. And, and there's other cultural rules that are driving that, right? And I think that competes with these, these messages that you're trying to say if our behavior is inconsistent. And so if you say, hey, I want it to go this way, but you don't reinforce that, it doesn't back it up. There's other things that drive what are some things in Anderson, South Carolina that drive people's behavior that's not, in your opinion, a really healthy example of uh, the way you're, you want your company to run? Culturally. Say that one more, say that one more what's time. An, what's an example of a cultural rule in Anderson or South Carolina that's something you've accepted probably your whole life? It's like, yeah, I get it. People are like that, but that's not really organizational health. That's not what I want Sergeant Metal to run like. I think. Um... You know, we talked about some of the last podcasts. 
I mean, I think in our part of the country, we got people that are really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Some people will call them sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. You know, I, we want people to be kind and that, you know what, mm-hmm. that's, that's saying and having the hard conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I think honestly, we probably, we have an accidental value. You and I, we've talked about this last couple of months, Sergeant Metal's accidental values. You know, man, we got a lot of really nice people. And, right. um, you know, one thing that we do a lot of is, and we got to quit doing it. And I'm working on, we got to quit qualifying. Yep. You know, uh, like, right. like, Hey Gordon, like if I'm going to tell you something, I'm going to qualify why we need to say, I'm going to try to convince you that right. here's why we do what we do. That wastes too much time and energy. We, you and I have already built trust in this example, man, we just totally. need to get down to, okay, here's the issue. Here's the challenge. Now let's solve it. Let's have healthy conflict and let's move on. You know, right. we can condense our meetings even shorter if we do that in that example. Right. I'll give you an example of where this, 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 go, like, let's say it's, I want a healthy conflict. Like you would say, Hey, if I said, Hey, Tim, you want healthy conflict in your meetings? You say, great. Okay. Send that message. But here's what I hear a lot of. Hey, le- Hey, everybody, I want healthy conflict. Now I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable. And you know, I, uh, if, if it's not an obligation, I mean, you, you have to decide when it's right for you. And, and I, I just want to challenge you, especially I, I've already just completely diluted my message. But if I look at everybody and I say, I want healthy conflict, period. And then back to these other pieces, I stay on that message. I think you eventually, it gets through to people. And I think what people are hearing is every time you say something to people, Tim, their brains are going, I'll wait for Tim to say it about 10 more times before I know he's actually serious. Otherwise, it's just talking and then he's going to go do something else. And then guess what I get to do? I get to go back to work. And do what I want to do. And that's what people are wondering. Like, I, I tell people when you go and when you go and communicate with your people, they're asking themselves, so what? What does it have to do with me? And those are very fair questions. And if you when you say, Hey, what are you hearing? You could also ask, what does that mean for you? And yeah. if they're like super honest, they're like, nothing. Yeah. It means nothing to me. I would really love to <laughs> like the thought bubble above their head is probably yeah. going. When is this conversation over so I can get back to work? And that's yeah. a sad thing. The opportunity we have, Tim, though, is you know this, organizational health is about truly inspiring people to have an impact in their lives, in their world, in their communities. It is really significant. So we have such a great opportunity and the message is so important and we have to stay on it. Um, I have a leader, by the way, who took this very seriously. Uh, they do road construction in Tennessee and they had a couple of uh, accidents happen in the state. And he said, I'm passionate about safety. And everyone's like, sure, of course, we all, all should be. He goes, no, 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 I'm really passionate. And every single meeting, he brought a new article from the news about safety and read it off every time. It took five minutes, felt like it was 15 or 20 minutes. But event, you know, that first time, it felt like a yeah, bloop, bloop. second time, huh? 15, 20, 30 times, his team got the message. We are going to be, you have the ruthless, what is your value? The ruthless. ruthless yeah. We're going to follow attention to, with ruthless attention to detail. To detail. Exactly. So I think that that's a great opportunity for you, Tim, because those have like a real lot of fancy words in it. Yeah. But if you walked around, would I be watching people with a ruthless attention to detail? And that's where you're going to have to, you're going to have to go around and communicate. So my challenge to you, I love the fact that you've gone around and asked. And now I want everyone 50 times, I want 50 people to ask you, Tim, so what? Yeah. You, give, you say, hey, here's a question I want you to ask me next time. 
Ask me, Tim, who cares about the purpose? So what? What does it even mean to me? And then uh, your challenge is now to give your people some inspiration on how to fulfill your purpose. You're not going to have to change the words, but you're going to reinforce the message with stories and examples and, and showing them how it's real. And one thing that I've, I've, I've done since, the, since I started asking this question, Gordon, and for our listeners to, um, to hear this, is that um, I, I say, hey, and join and help in our community. I said, hey, this is what this means to me, is that I go volunteer at Mills on Wheels. You know, I've got, um, you know, Miss Dorothy Mitchell is 91 years old. I get to go see her. I believe it's the highlight of her day for me to go see her on Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. And that may be the only human interaction she gets that day. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, do you know we have a volunteer day? And a lot of them say, yeah. I said, have, have you participated in the past? Well, no. I said, hey, what, it's important that we're going out making an impact in our community. I, I asked a guy this today. He said, um, he said, hey, I knew we had one, but I didn't really know what to do. I said, hey, you can ask HR, ask me. Um, he said, he likes to build stuff. I said, you know, we partner with Habitat for Humanity. We have went and helped yeah. build houses. Hey, so there's things that are available. You're going to get paid for that day that you go do that. So. That's making a difference. So that's is telling those stories. So Gordon, you and I talked about that before we did this. So just telling wow. more of those stories. That's great. I got a, I got a new one for you to collect that. If you've got a day, you're saying once a year, you'll pay for the day? Yep. Once a year, everyone can go volunteer. They'll get paid fully for that day. All you got to do is ask HR today how many people utilized it last year. That, that's a great question. And I will. Zero to 100% who yep. utilized the day. Yeah. And, and then next stat would be, and where, where did they go volunteer? Cause some of it's going to be some, you know, like Habitat for Humanity is easy. Let's like fill that in. And you know, how many employees you got close to 200, right? Yeah. Close to 200. I mean, that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of days. That's 200, 200 work days. Shoot. That's like almost like the, uh, a full-time equivalent of one person whose only job is to go and serve in the community. You stack them all together. Yeah. So that's pretty powerful. And this is hard, Tim. And I, I tell you right now, as someone with a perceiving preference, uh, for those who are Myers-Briggs geeks, I'm an INFP. Tim is an ISFP. Uh, that perceiving preference does not make this easy. You don't want to do things that are consistent, that feel rote, that feel redundant. But it's not that way for the people that are listening to it. You're sending a message that you're staying consistent and we're not going to stop until we get it done. Yeah, that's good. Any other thoughts or questions on this one, Tim? No, uh, just one thing. Did you say I was an I or an E? Uh, you're right. Sorry. I think so. ESFB. I think I'm an E instead of, and I'm an ESFB. Yeah. You're an ISFB. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. I'm an INFP. You're an ESFB. Yeah. How, yeah. I was just, I was just projecting my eye <laughs> on you as an introvert. <laughs> yeah. You're Gordon, definitely an extrovert. Did, I'm yeah. definitely an introvert. Yeah. But people that didn't know you too well would think as much as you talk because of your, <laughs> you're more extroverted, but you're, I, but you and I yeah. talked about you. Yeah. You are definitely talking to my family about that for sure. <laughs> no, I you know, think- I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll brag on myself just a little bit with the family, you know, and this, this it's easy to apply this to families. You know, we, we, we talk at our kids all the time, right? And it is, it's just white noise. But something I do say to my kids is I say, we are not consumers. I want you to be a contributor. Contribute more than you consume. It's yeah. just a little phrase we use at home. And you know what? It's just a few words. But I would say if you asked all five of my kids, hey, what does your dad say about being a consumer? They'd say, I know what that is. And, and it's just, we just got to stay on a message. Just, just be really clear. Your playbook, I think we can't, it's like, it's less than a hundred words. Yeah. You've got your script. You got your script. You got your playbook. 
just go out there and use it. Yeah. You know, I would just say that, um, Hey, this is, you know, when talk about communication, man, this is hard. And, it for is my, really hard. and for how the good Lord has built me, it is hard, but I'm disciplined enough that man, you know, if I, if I say that I'm going to do something, I'm going to make sure that we get it done. So it's just showing up, doing the things that we don't want to do. Gordon, it's easy to say, it's hard to do. And I'm, I'm in a season right now, as you know, that I'm going out and doing the stuff I don't want to do. Yep. But doing that is going to take us places that we that we want to go. Keep doing, you know, keep doing the same thing. We're just going to stay where we are. But doing things different is going to take us places that we don't want to go. That's that right. We do want to yeah. go. That we do want to go. Excuse me. Yeah, it's an old Tom Landry quote. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Dallas native, and Tom Landry, who was the coach of the Cowboys for 29 years, said, you want to win the Super Bowl? Great, so do I. To do what we want to do, we're going to do a whole bunch of stuff we don't want to do, starting with two days in August <laughs> or, three, or two days in July, whatever they did back then. But, well, for our listeners, we, 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 lo- we welcome the stories, we welcome the questions. We challenge you to over-communicate and stay on your message and, and get the buy-in. It's not just about transferring information. Communication is about getting buy-in and belief for your values so that people are having an impact in their world. We thank you for listening and God bless. If you would like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. If there are any specific topics you would like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We will be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that will get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them and we'll be seeing you guys next month.